And now, another cup of... The London Fog. Welcome. Welcome. This is the London Fog. I know. Back for the, what is this now? Third, fourth week in a row. It doesn't even matter anymore because we're so solid. That's true. Yeah. This is like (laughs) the first time we're not apologizing for... Right? So late with our episode. About being back? No, peeps. We're back. Yeah, yeah it doesn't even matter. We don't even have to Better than ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how's everybody's week been? I just feel like there's, we're still like last week. There's no point in asking about people's weeks. No point in talking about news. We just need to get into it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like I already let Leah know my mental health. Feel like everybody feels a bit the same. What a, a, this is week five, six for some, you know. So that's a, a long time to be cooked up, maybe inside your home or wherever. And I don't know. I feel myself needing more time to reflect and like meditate and come back to it. So what better way to meditate than popping on your favorite podcast and just really channeling in? Yes. We are here for you. <laughs> right. This is our service. We got medical workers. Leah's husband's a medical worker. We've got emergency workers and grocers. And and we're just bringing you wholesome, wholesome entertainment <laughs> to ease your troubled minds and my own, let's be honest. What a week. Uh, any cute news? So I think my, my cute news was, uh, I posted onto the Instagram on our stories of Captain Tom, who became like a national treasure overnight in the UK for being an elderly, uh, retired captain of the military, uh, And his goal was to walk the circumference of his garden in the back a hundred times before his a hundredth (laughs) birthday. And if you would fund him to do this, he was donating all of the money to the NHS, the National Health Society, I think is what they call it in the UK. And, uh, he has raised more than 23 million. What has started as he thought, I'll do it for a thousand pounds. He's raised more than 23 million pounds. And uh, now all of these famous like celebrities are coming out saying like, thank you so much, Captain Tom. And just a, a real treasure. So if you go on to, you can either just Google it. It'll be on the BBC News and just put in Captain Tom or Captain Tom Moore. And there's a little heartfelt story about this cute little old man walking around his springtime garden. And I thought <laughs> it was just fitting because last week we talked about gardens. That's true. That is very fitting. Um, it also sounds crazy boring. (laughs) Well, I mean, it was just his little goal to go around, but Mm -hmm. it was so sweet. And there, if you go onto Instagram, onto the BBC Breakfast, which is a, an amazing, 
amazing Instagram to follow. They have cute little messages, and there is one from the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge giving their thanks to the amazing Captain Tom. And it's super cute. So he's now a national treasure, and uh, I love him. (laughs) The sweet old grandpa. So if you need a little heart, pick me up. that's that's what I got for you. That is awesome. That sounds good. Uh, yeah. So I think we're going to probably have a short episode today because we wanted to keep on talking about happy things, right? Yeah. Although, okay, I have to admit mine isn't that happy. But <laughs> I don't wait. think mine is either. But <laughs> Didn't that happen last time too? Okay. Well, wait. Okay. Let's tell them what we're talking about this week is we decided to do a pet episode which talking about all your great animals in the uk because we were like oh that's lighthearted." um yeah most pets die so (laughs) it's true it's pretty much like balto every time (laughs) so yeah so anyway um it's like we tried to be lighthearted, but there's nothing it's like true about this. I I mean, they're supposed to be happy and this and that. And I was trying to find some happy dog stories, but I should have known better because at least a dog story, every movie always ends up with the dog dying. Yeah. And so, okay. So I actually, I found two stories. One that I was going to tell that's like super sad, but it's really short. But then mm-hmm. I have something that's kind of just funny news. So maybe we'll both tell our sad stories and then I'll Ooh. tell the funny news. Okay. I like funny news. That's like related. Uh, it was almost gonna, my story. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of stories, but I'm a little nervous that we have the same story. Um, <laughs> wait. Okay. Wait. What's your story? Tell me. It's Welsh. Oh, no. We totally do. Oh, no. <laughs> it's <laughs> happening. It's happening. Okay. Well, no, it's... What? No, I was saying that's good then that I kind of have this other little story. Yeah, that you yeah. have something else. If not, we're going to offline and pop back on here with a, a quick little uh, update. No, no, no. I, I have a different story. Okay. So you tell okay. this bad story first. Okay. And then you can you can wind back around and and fill in things maybe I've forgotten. Okay. Okay, so mine is the legend of Gellert the dog, which is also what Leah had. So <laughs> it's a it's a goodie, and the story uh, takes place in Wales. So the story goes that it's the 13th century, and Prince Llewellyn the Great had a palace at Bedgelert of. Cur- Don't try to say anything Cur- right. This is Welsh. Right? <laughs> Carvenoshire. <laughs> anyway, so he was a keen hunter and he had his home there. Remind you, reminding you, this is the 13th century. So, you know, doors were probably not always around. I think that tidbit is important to know. He enjoyed uh, hunting, and one day he decides, I'm going to go hunting, and he summons his dog, Gellert, to come with him, but he doesn't answer his master's horn, so he, Prince 
Llewellyn decides to go without him. He goes off hunting, and then when the prince comes back and returns, he sees Gellert, and his muzzle is dripping with blood. And the prince all of a sudden is really horrified, obviously. I mean, that's like, I don't remember that 80s movie of the dog going crazy, Cujo. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's thinking like my dog's gone Cujo because he's got a family and he thinks my one-year-old son was left here and what happens if something has happened to my, my children and my dog got to him. So horrified, he runs into the nursery to see that the cradle is upturned and the walls are splattered, splattered with blood. Um, so he, in his rage, reaches for his sword and stabs Gellert right in the heart. Because he's mourning. He believes that his dog has killed his child. So as the dog lets out, as legend would have it, the dog lets out an agonizing howl in his agony as he's dying. And this causes a child's cry to emerge in the room. And uh, Llewellyn races around, finds the child, and next to the child is an enormous dead wolf that had been killed by the brave Gellert. So now the prince is there with his child in arms and is super distraught that he has now killed his favorite dog, who actually was protecting his family. So to this day, there uh, is stones, like a grave that is in the center of Bedgelert, Bedgelert or whatever, um, and commemorating the passing of this dog. And uh, it's kind of been said they don't know if it's really well you know like any legend is it true is it not we're not 100 percent sure part of the legend i feel like all of the like <laughs> the like oh we think maybe this person made it up or that person made it up right <laughs> I mean, well just saying that the uh the stones that are there for this dog's uh burial grounds are only 200 years old so that's why people are all like we don't know <laughs> Who knows? Maybe they just went up and did some restorations, you know? I think that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Your version makes more sense than my version because the version I read said that, like, he loved his son and his wife had recently died and he promised that he would take care of the son. And so instead of, like, your version where the dog just didn't go with him when he called them to go hunting, he, like, purposely left his dog to watch the baby. And so, like... So that version, I was like, that's pretty good though, because I kept going like, who they just left their one year old kid? Like, where's the mom? Where's the other kids? Because it kept telling in my story that he had more children, but we only hear about this one year old son. Yeah, but the thing that didn't make sense to me was like, if you trusted your dog enough that you purposely left them there to watch the baby, <laughs> why would you then assume that they must have killed him? Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, this is true. So, uh, so at the gravesite, there are two slates. And uh, one is in Welsh and the other is in English and it tells the story and it gives like a really quick account. In the 13th century, uh, century Lou Llewellyn 
Prince of North Wales had a palace at Bedgillert. One day he went hunting without Gillert, the faithful hound, who is unaccountably absent. On Llewellyn's return, the trout stained and smeared with blood joyfully sprang to meet his master. The prince, alarmed, hastened to find his son and saw the infant's cot empty, the bedclothes and floor covered with blood. The frantic fun, uh, father plunged the sword into the hound's side, thinking it had killed his heir. The dog's dying yell was answered by a child's cry. <laughs> it's so good. Llewellyn <laughs> uh, uh, searched and discovered his boy unharmed, but nearby lay the body of a mighty wolf, which Gilert had slain. The prince, filled with remorse, is said never to have smiled again. He buried Gilert here. The spot is called Bed Gilert. Never to is, have smiled again. That I know. Well, that's extreme. why I love like the way that it's written because it's such like a, a small epic of its own. It's all like, and then the child answered his cry and he sprung forward with his you know, bloody snout or what have you. And this spot is called Bed Galert. So that is the story of um, Gillert, the dog, the mighty and and faithful hound of Bedgillert. <laughs> um yes. But see that that is really sad. <laughs> yes, I know. Um well now I have a funny story to end Yay. with. Yay. Which is the story of the UK United Kingdom pet detectives, the only private detective agency in the United Kingdom that specializes in recovering stolen or missing cats, dogs, and other animals. Um, yes. Cute. Right. They're pet detectives. So, um, so this is, this is about Molly, one of the pet detectives. She is a dog. So basically the pet detectives were set up by an ex policeman named Colin Butcher. Um, he set up this pet detective agency after he retired, um, and he, he realized that he needed a partner. So he went on the classifieds ads, found Molly, who was a cocker spaniel, um, that her owners were trying to get rid of her. Um, and so Molly, she, he, he adopted her, and she has now has a promising career finding lost cats. So <laughs> there's a charity called the Medical Dete- Detection Dogs. Um, the Duchess of Cornwall is their patron. And so the Medical Detection Dogs uh, charity, they train dogs uh, to, you know, find medical things. Um, so like cancer detection, medical alert assistance dogs, like that's the kind of training that they do. Mm-hmm. So Colin got Molly and he had been tracking down lost and stolen pets. And he said he gets about 15 calls a week from distraught cat owners whose pets have gone missing. Oh. Um, so normally he said. So how old is Colin? Just a guesstimate. Lie to me just to make it good. Just like an old man with uh, his like pet yeah, friends. Yeah, probably like. 50, 60, he, so he actually, um, when he was 
with the police, he recovered two stolen German Shepherd puppies from a breeder's kennels, and that's what inspired him to become a pet detective. <laughs> um, I love it. But so what he says is like, if he's contacted about a dog within 24 hours, there's about an 80% chance that he can find the dog. But with cats, it's more difficult to find them because when a cat is injured or sick, they will um, like hide in weird places or like cats are smaller and they are, it's easier for them to get like accidentally locked in a shed or whatever. And they also can't last without food or water as long as a dog. And so he really needed help finding cats. So Molly has been trained to be the country's first cat detection dog, trained by the medical detection dogs parody. It's amazing. Um, Yeah. So she um, now can reliably, like, scent, find a specific cat. Like, you know how, like, dogs are given, like, someone's clothing to find the person? She Mm. can do it for a cat. Um, So the CEO of Medical Detection Dog said, when Colin approached us about cat detection, about a cat detection dog, and explained the huge distress that is caused to both the cat and the owner when cats become lost, I was sure we could help. Molly was a rescue dog on her third home due to her strong working disposition, making her an unsuitable family pet. We could she, see she was very intelligent, and following several months of scent discrimination training, she can now use her nose to detect a specific individual cat. Molly underlines the amazing ability of dogs to channel their incredible sense of smell, and by training dogs with specialist skills such as Molly, we can boost our fundraising to train more dogs to save human lives, and in Molly's case, help save cat lives too. Um, she in the last two years, has helped to reunite 76 owners with their missing cats. Um, And what else was I going to say about her? So basically, you know, that's Molly. So in addition to um, rescuing cats, she's also, there's also a book about her adventures called Molly and Me. Shut the front door. Please tell me it's like a picture book for kids. No, it's like a oh, it's like even a, better. <laughs> yeah, full on um, like, nonfiction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's. I mean, you can you can look it up. It's uh, it, it's it came out last year. It looks like so. It's the extraordinary tale of second chances and about how a dog and her owner became the ultimate pet detective duo. So oh my there's. Gosh, so yeah, they, they, it I don't talks. know who I love more. I think it's got to be Colin. I mean, Colin's just, I, I'm going to put Colin in his late 60s, early 70s. I don't know if like retirement age is the same in the UK as kind of the US. I'm guessing so. So I'm hoping that he's just this old man that was all like, maybe his wife has already passed or maybe he never got married. And, <laughs> I'm now painting Colin's story. Let's just and read now, the book and find out the real Yeah, story. yeah. So what's, okay, one more time, book title name. It's just called Molly and Me. But also, the so like the news articles about Molly are all about her saving cats. In this description for the book, it says, from the search for Pablo the ginger tomcat kidnapped in Devon to unearthing a treasure trove of stolen jewels in a North London wood. Whoa. The duo have countless exciting adventures. So I love it. 
I don't know how she went from becoming a pet detective to finding stolen jewels, but I'm definitely going to get this book and find out. <laughs> Amazing. So good. I Okay, so I did forget. Like The reason why I feel like you and I decided to do this was just because the British love their pets, especially British royals love their pets. Mm-hmm. And I had looked some things up. I was just looking for a decent story, but I think like this isn't something that's new whatsoever. I mean, royals and their and their dogs have had this bond throughout centuries. But um, I really liked a quote by uh, Queen Victoria. So Queen Victoria always, she was big into um, spaniels. Uh, her little dog's name was Dash, uh, her first dog. Uh, but between Victoria and Albert, they had pups all the time and greyhounds and then a greyhound named Esos and three uh, Sky Terriers, Eastley, Carnock, and Dandy Dinmont, which I think is super cute. But Queen, <laughs> Queen Victoria said that um, if it were not for the honest face of dogs, we would forget the very existence of sincerity. I thought it was cute. That is cute. I just have to say... This is off topic. Well, not off topic, but not British topic anymore. Um, a couple weekends ago, I watched every single dog movie available on Disney Plus, which is like twelve different movies. <laughs> it was like, good. It was like the first weekend of being of this quarantine, and that's what I did. And anyway, did you find any goodies? The people just want to hear, even if it's not British related. There's a, there's a, a made for Disney movie called Togo that's really <gasps> good. So good. I love Togo. My dad showed it to me. I wept like a babe. Yeah. So anyway, if you're feeling inspired by this this episode's topic, which actually watching all those movies is probably what inspired this topic. It's true. <laughs> um, and I just watched The Secret Life of Pets 2, which is pretty oh, adorable. Also very good. Also very good. Um, anyway, I guess we should probably go because my computer's about to die and I don't have it plugged in. Um. Oh. Well, <laughs> I see Leah came prepared today. <laughs> Well, hey, this is our I, short I plugged in episode. my microphone. I plugged in my headphones. I just... <laughs> I forgot to turn mine on. Leah and I started to record and I saw her little recording, I don't know, the thing that tells me that you're talking and I'm all like, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. I didn't turn on my headphones, you know. <laughs> Small user error. But yeah, this is our pet episode and we're hoping everybody is doing well and good and we will be back next week with another episode another yes. and we're gonna post some cute royal pets on our instagram this week and and then a picture of molly not a picture of gellert because oh please before photos <laughs> yes all right guys stay healthy cheers cheers